Giggity, giggity. In a world where nothing really makes sense anymore, two men stare into the abyss and really wish they would have made a sequel. Join me, Duff, and my hetero life mate, Nate, as we showcase... Two guys, one IP, and an unlimited amount of shenanigans? Are you talking to yourself again, PJ? <laughs> hey, what's up, Nate? Didn't see you there. Uh, no, I'm just uh, doing some evening editing, uh, getting ready for uh, our launch in December. I know you really wanted to launch this holiday season, Duff, but I was thinking maybe drop a little teaser, a sneak peek, so people know what sequel-centric is all about. What do you think? Yeah, I was kind of hoping to keep that a little hush-hush, as we talked about earlier. Um, maybe something towards uh, the release a little bit further, maybe, I don't know, November? Yeah, about that. I told a few people, and they told a few people. Well, you know how the internet gets nowadays. So to calm down the masses, I'm thinking maybe we should drop the Dude. pilot episode. What do you think? Please don't tell me you sent them the nightly. I had to, dude. This is great stuff, and I just oh. wanted to show with a few family members. How was I supposed to know it was going to spiral out of control like this? All right. You want to show them a sneak peek? Are we thinking the pilot? Let's give everybody what they don't want, but we have on tap. Smoking the Bandit 2. What do you think? <laughs> uh, all right, Snowman. I got you covered. 10-4, Bandit. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Duff, what the hell's going on over there? You guys okay? I don't know, man, but I gotta go. Be sure to vote, Nate. It's super important. Duff! Duff! Are you okay? Damn. Why go figure out what happened to Duff? Enjoy this little sneak peek of Smoke in the Bandit 2. This shirt, much like the sequel, obnoxious. Hey everyone, welcome to Sequel Centric. We take a look at IPs and franchises to see how they stack up against their predecessors. I'm Duff, and he's the snowman to my bandit, Nate. How's it going, Duff? Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? Great, great. Just so glad to be doing this. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, what, 15 weeks in the making? 12, 15 at this point really doesn't matter. With the world <laughs> on fire and it being such a fuster cluck. And yeah. this is something that I know at least we need to do for oh. ourselves. Oh, if, yeah. No, if this for is, nobody else. This is therapy for us and entertainment because you know we're going to be listening to it and watching it and whatnot. Yeah, because I'm an egomaniac and I got to watch and listen to myself several times. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm the producer, so I have to watch it a thousand times if you guys, you guys are going to see it at all. Because that's True. my job. Quality of control. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on the docket for today? Today we're going to be taking a deep dive into one of the great classics of 1980. The Empire Strikes Back? No, silly, the other one. You mean Smoke and the Bandit too? Of course, sorry. Correct the mundo! Yes, today we are talking about the 1980 film Smokey and the Bandit 2, starring Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jerry Reed, and Jackie Gleason. 
Well, since we're going to you know, dive deep into Smoking the Bandit 2, what's your uh, history with uh, the franchise, Duff? I remember seeing both the original and uh, the 1980 film uh, back when I was a kid. Uh, and I, of course, revisited it several times uh, throughout my adult life, uh, most of which were in the last week or two. Yeah, homework. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching both the movies on TV with commercials, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like NBC Saturday evening, you know, let's do a run of Burt Reynolds movies. Yeah. And then, like like yourself, you know, in my adulthood, you know, buy it on DVD just because it's just a, the first one's such a, in my opinion, a good feel movie, right? Oh, it's yeah. 90 minutes. It's like Chinese food. It hits the spot, but later on, you know, you want something else? <laughs> yeah, either a fortune cookie or an egg roll. And what better to watch an egg roll with by eating a movie? Exactly. And that part, part can get cut out. Anyways, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about some of the pros and cons about Smoking the Bandit too. Just for that, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Well, since we're going to talk about this fantastic sequel, we got to talk about the pros and the cons. And that means we got to talk about the elephant in the room, per se. I can turn them on, but I can't turn them off. Spoiler alert! Yeah, uh, it's been 40 years, guys, if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, well, sorry. Uh, yeah, we're talking about a literal elephant, and it's in a rig. That's probably my biggest gripe about the whole movie because you know with most sequels you got one of two ways of going do you duplicate the formula or do you go in a completely different direction like you know bill and ted's bogus journey and it all depends on the audience and for the most part you know smoking bandit 2 you got all the original cast back the formula is pretty much the same except for last time they were, you know, trucking the illegal hooch across uh state line. And this one, it's, uh, you know, they got to get a elephant from Florida to Texas. Yeah, which is is also uh, kind of a, a no-no, black market kind of thing. Um, it's it's not why. Uh, Sheriff Justice is, is following them because, yeah, he's back. And, and by back, I mean like three times over. We're actually talking about uh, a quarantined uh, elephant, so it was uh, it was not available for the taking. So they kind of had to steal it. Oh, quarantine! We all know about quarantine in twenty twenty. Oh shit! Do we not want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to not think about quarantine. I don't want this year to exist. <laughs> I don't. I think most people don't want twenty twenty to exist. Yeah. Can we just like burn that from our memory banks? Sure, we'll just put it in the back of the snowman's trailer and he can just haul it away. There you go. In the movie, Big and Little Enos are campaigning, I should say Big Enos is campaigning for the governorship of Texas. And him and his rival, they're having, they're pranking each other pretty badly in the beginning of the movie to the point oh, yeah, where they're, they actually get called in by the current governor of Texas, you know. He's on the phone saying, telling, talking to someone, hey, you got to go down to Florida, Miami, Florida, to pick up this package and deliver it to the uh, Republic Party, right? And Big Enos overhears this, doesn't know what it is, but decides, like, well, I need a job done, and what better person to get this job done than the bandit and the snowman? Yeah. See, while you see it as a con, 
I see it as a really good means of recreating the same logic while doing it uh, by taking, you know, time into account. I think the the, the subplot of uh, Burt Reynolds' character being a drunk and what was uh, Jerry Reed's line? Shake a little bit, you're falling to pieces. Shaking? And you've got the DT so bad you could thread a sewing machine with it running. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 a hilarious bit and it it does uh add quite a challenge for Burt as an actor and I, he of course prevailed. He's Burt Reynolds or he was Burt Reynolds. Uh he will always be Burt in our hearts. Well, he had a string of movies through the 80s that I feel a pretty successful Smoke in the Bandit, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, that was a classic. Stroke yeah. Race. Uh was that Hooper? I think it was another one. Besides Best Little Whorehouse in Texas in that movie is ironic that he actually plays a sheriff. I think all the other ones are car related. I mean, and even the Cannonball Run franchise. And that's, I, I feel Burt Reynolds is what we know Burt Reynolds to be during the 1980s. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, he didn't do many huge things afterwards. True. Maybe some poor decisions. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, we all make poor decisions in the '90s. Let's not discuss that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I figure if you're if you're gonna if you want to watch some Burt Reynolds movies where he's being Burt Reynolds the most with his mustache, I would say Smoking the Bandit one, Cannonball Cannonball Run yeah. one, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Stroker Ace. Okay, well, that's a good list. That is a very good list. So what is your next pro slash con? The only other con that I can see is the big demolition at the end. There there was no point for it unless you're doing kind of like a custard's last stand thing. I don't yeah. know what the writers were thinking, but you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's not easy to sit down and write for a movie, especially when the first one was so damn successful, you know? Yeah. How are you yeah. gonna duplicate that? I mean, I love it. I loved it as a kid, and I still love it as an adult because it just cars crashing. You know, just yeah, all, it, it. it's all sorts of mayhem. I know the, the real life physics it makes your eyes twitch, but it's a movie, and it's not supposed to make sense. You're just supposed to have a good time. Like I said, it's a, it's a, even the second this Smoking Bandit two is a good film movie. Oh, it really is for me. Not quite as good as the first one, but it, it it's got the good feels. Yeah. Well, my con, uh, my only con really is, is the, and, and this is really, I got to give him a pass for because it was the eighties. I think the, I think the movie FX needed a little bit more lesson in physics, but again, all eighties movies had uh, fuzzy logic on their physics. Yeah. Uh, even, uh, the one part that if you watched it enough times, like probably us, at the end of the movie, when uh, Snowman and the Bandit are going out of the canyon, and they and there's a series of trucks that make a bridge. Yeah, like the Trans Am probably could go across that no problem if, if it was the trailers were enough. empty. Now you got one semi driving across the back end of a whole bunch of other semis. I don't think it'd go across, but once again, it's not supposed to make sense. It's like. Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. The Roadrunner has to escape the Coyote because if the Coyote catches the Roadrunner, the the cartoon's over. So, and if you think about it, 
the smoke in the Bandit movies are live action Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote movies. And see, Buford T. Justice is nothing more than a glorified foghorn leghorn. Never thought about it that way until you brought it up, but yeah. I mean, come on, it makes sense. Now cut that out, boy, or I'll spank you where the feathers are thinnest. Soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. Yeah, he does have a foghorn, leghorn voice. I mean, you never know where an actor's going to get inspiration when he gets into a character or something. Mm Mm-hmm. You got any more pros or cons? Uh, yeah, you said it earlier. The, the, I mean, I think the biggest pro for both of us uh, is is the fact that they got the whole gang back together. Yeah. To see how rare that has become, getting a, an entire cast of stars back together. Uh, they even got the Statler brothers. Oh, yeah. I, I think in both this movie and in the Smoking Bandit 1, the theme songs make the movie for me you know and the first one eastbound and down a classic and then in this one it was uh texas bound and flying flying. another which is playing when you know uh snowman's doing the laps around the track in the beginning yeah and quite honestly those are both extremely good songs oh yeah exactly i mean they were on the radio like i've heard them on the radio when i was a kid yeah me too recently i i heard that uh you know burt reynolds was a little opposed to it because he felt that uh, was a Universal that did it was just going for a cash grab. I think that's why he didn't do the third one. One of the reasons why Burt Reynolds and Sally Field aren't in it is because they just opposed it. They, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure with any person, actor or or if you're making a chair or something, if you're not happy with the final product, you know you don't want to do another one. You know and. The third one is the only person they got to sign on is Jackie Gleason. And even Jerry Reed, even though he's in the third one, at first told Universal he's not going to do it. But I don't know what changed his mind. The money. The fact that he was starring in the movie. Or maybe the fact that the first filming of Smokey and the Bandit 3 failed the test screening and they had to go back and refilm it, which I found out recently. They refilmed the whole thing? Yeah, we'll, we'll do Smoke in a Bandit 3 another time. But yeah, I just recently Ooh. found that out. Originally, Smoke in the Bandit Part 3 was actually Smokey is the Bandit 3. Oh, what? Where Jackie Gleason played both the Bandit and the Smokey. How the f- What? That's, we'll do that on another show. Yeah, that's another episode. Much like Back to the Future, which yeah. you mentioned earlier. Much like Bogus Adventure, which... You mentioned earlier. All things we'd like to cover here on Sequel Centric. Bogus Journey also mentions Smoking the Bandit 3. What? Yeah. When they're in heaven with uh, Station, the two aliens, and they're doing the charades. Clouds, clouds! Smoke! Smokey and the Bandit 3! Smokey is the Bandit! Oh, wow. And Albert Einstein says, Smokey is the Bandit. Apparently that I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing maybe someone that worked on the thir- the first version of Smoke and the Bandit 3, Smokey is the Bandit, maybe it was on Bill and Ted and they slipped that in as a wow. Easter egg or something, but nobody knew what they were talking about. It's just recently, within the last maybe 10 years, they've uncovered a a photo of 
Jackie Gleason having kind of the Burt Reynolds mustache as best as he can. He's wearing oh, a red shirt and a, and a cowboy hat that Jerry Reed is wearing in the third movie. Once again, we'll do that for Smoking the Bandit 3. Oh, man, that's going to be amazing. So get back on track on the pros and the cons <laughs> of the movie. Uh, there's a lot to like, you know, especially Burt Reynolds, how his uh, character, the band, interacts with Carrie, a.k.a. Frog, Sally Fields, and Jerry Reed's character, the snowman, and um, Jackie Gleason's character. And as always, the the banter, if you call that, between, you know, Buford and his son, Jr. <laughs> yeah. There's no, no way, way. Oh, no way. No way. From my loins. <laughs> that you could come from my loins. And my last pro is gotta be Dom DeLuise's character. He completely makes a good part of that movie. And I, I love his 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 just childlike enjoyment. You can see he's just in he's loving it. Uh, and of course, he's only there because of the literal elephant in the rig. True. So checkmate, Nate. <laughs> when they were uh, stopping for gas, and the, they let the elephant out, and like she didn't look all that well, and then by dumb luck, you know, an ambulance rolls up, and the driver has to, to quote Jackie Gleason's character, take a squirt. Yeah. And then uh, the snowman f- notices it while. You know, the bandit and frog are discussing something, which I forgot. And then he finds there's a doctor in the back of an ambulance and eating kinda... a pastrami sandwich. Howdy, Buongiorno. You a doctor? No, yet, but I'm working on it. I got my green card, my license, a pending. Salute. So he goes to check it out and he goes, you know, back in Pompeii, we got this large patient because they were telling they didn't tell him it was he was looking at an elephant they just said this patient is very large and he goes oh like two ton tessie yeah and he goes around the corner and he nearly you know wets himself because it was an elephant when you say big you're not fool around oh she's bigger than two ton tessie <laughs> yeah and then of course he's checking out the elephant and everything and then the, the ambulance driver if you pay very close attention to that scene you can see the ambulance driver coming out of the outhouse or the out there bathroom for millennials, <laughs> and get into the into in the ambulance and just drives away, and then Dom, he's Dom DeLuise's character is chasing him, and then of course he's like, "Well, can you give me a ride?" Like, "Oh yeah, no problem." And he goes, "You're going to Miami, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure. We're just going to take the long way, all oh, the scenic way." Okay, no problem. I'll uh, check out your I'll check out your elephant and just get it there. And of course they they technically kidnap him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you know he's just a. F- he he's from Pompeii, and he's I'm guessing he's you know working on his green card or studying swamp fever something. And they mentioned the film, and he's just kind of a like I think he said sort of like the innocence of a child because he's a foreigner, you know. Yeah. And he's just these people are so nice, and he goes okay, no problem. He figures I'll I'll do them a favor. Let me look at the elephant, see what's going on with the elephant, and they'll take me to Miami, not knowing that they left Miami. And they're heading to Texas. And they're just, the whole time throughout the movie, like, oh, yeah, we're just taking the long way around. The long way around. In other words, the wrong way. But eventually, you know, he's like, I got to get back. And, you know, as as they say, money talks and bullshit walks. (laughs) 
So now that we've talked about the general plot of the movie, let's talk about our overall thoughts. Nate. Overall, it's uh, my overall thought. Um, I like the movie a lot. You know, I, I like some. Uh, I can appreciate some of these older movies a little bit more now at my age than when I was a teenager. When it first came out, I was a little disappointed in Smokey and the Bandit too because of the whole elephant thing. I, it still makes my eye twitch, but overall, it's a it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. The, on my last viewing, some things I noticed that kind of popped out, like uh, when the snowman treks down the bandit, he's in the Gator Motel, which I believe would be a reference of the Gator movie that him and Hal Needham? Uh, Hal Needham, yeah, the guy that actually... uh, uh, Hal Needham uh, actually wrote the Smokey and the Bandit movie. Yeah, in the second one. And uh, when they went to go get gas before they they met the doctor, uh, when uh, Bandit's talking to the gas... Intendant, you know, he's playing uh, a record that plays banjo music, which I believe to be a nod to Deliverance. It's Could be wrong, be, yeah. but that's just my interpretation. Um, Burt Reynolds also makes a comment about when he's riding the elephant out of the the, the warehouse before he lands in the boxes. He calls uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, remember? yeah, Charlotte calls it Shamu, and then Shamu shows up. In the third Smoke and the Bandit movie, and then of course Jackie Gleason's character <laughs> at the end of the movie makes a comment about how he's we're gonna how he's gonna retire, which oh. kind of leads into the which is foreshadowing, you know, the third Smoke and the Bandit movie because he retires to Florida. Yeah, which is interesting because you figured if you're a sheriff in a town or a county, you'd probably retire there because most people. Even when you retire, would respect you. You respect might be able you, to get yeah. some free grits or something. <laughs> yeah. But again, just like with you, I really have come to enjoy the movie as a standalone uh, Burt Reynolds movie, Sally Field movie. Uh, as a part of the franchise, I think it's uh, a really good entry. Uh, number three, not so much. I mean, Burt wasn't even in it. Well, actually, he had a teeny tiny little cameo at the very very end yeah are we really gonna count that nate really no okay i digress <laughs> my overall thoughts on the movie uh pretty much echo yours uh, as a child i didn't appreciate it for what i do as an adult uh, i think it's a really great addition to the franchise and uh that's why my take on it is going to be buy it uh because well i have um but then again i'm a movie nerd which is why I'm doing a show with my buddy Nate, who's also a movie nerd. And Nate, what is your take? Well, I would tell most people to watch it, unless you're a complete movie buff slash historian of Smoke and the Bandit itself or Burt Reynolds movies. Buy it, but for, I would tell anybody to watch it. Well, right on. Our first episode in the can. How do you feel, Nate? Pretty damn good. Can't wait to do Smoke in the Bandit 3. Yeah, that's going to be another episode. I was doing some reading online, and they made a comment of a Smoke in the Bandit remake. Uh, no, I won't say it. But here's the thing. Here, it's, it's, there's, they're saying it's a remake, but technically it's a sequel. Because the setup is, this is what I read online, and it's... I don't know if this was like pre-COVID, but they say the movie's coming out this December. Okay, continue. First of all, I'm going to 
hurt your 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 ears and your eyes. Joaquin Phoenix is playing uh, the bandit, and I was confused. Either Charlie Sheen or Aston Kutcher is playing the snowman. Oh no! And John Goodman is playing uh, Buford T. Justice. Uh, now that I can believe. I mean, yeah, that yeah. that I believe all day long because it's Goodman. Goodman is is. Yeah, but have you seen him classic. on the Connors? He looks skinny. No, I haven't seen him on the Connors. Uh, the last time I saw him was Red State, uh, which is a, a uh, Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, uh, but the premise is the bandits helping Cletus get some money, and he's smuggling immigrants from Mexico into Arizona. Oh no, no, that that would I, I can't see where that would ever get recorded. Not in twenty twenty. Not in twenty twenty one. I, I, it's such a hot button issue. Why? Why would they risk that? The thing is, is did they record? Did they film it already? <sighs> if they release that, that's going to be cancel culture to shit and back. Hey, well, it's like when we talk about the, the third smoke. If whenever we get around talking about smoking the band of three and whatever the shit show is, but you know, one of the highlights is the fact that the final product. The Smoke in the Bandit 3 is actually the second version because the first ver- version got filmed. Test audiences watched it, did not like it, and they were confused. Wait, Jackie Gleason is the bandit and the smoking? He's chasing him. You know, it was so confusing. So they, they, they realized they had a, such a shiny turd, they had to go back, and somehow they convinced Jerry Reed to come back, mm. you know, mm-hmm. to be the bandit. And in, in this case, originally in the Smoke in the Bandit 1, which I hope you're familiar with. <laughs> Jerry Reed was supposed to be the bandit, but once Burt Reynolds read the script and he was on, he got shit-canned uh, Snowman. Wow. So, ultimately, Jerry Reed became the bandit, but it wasn't until the third movie, most people, you know, don't find that one particularly good. Well, interesting. Before we go, Nate, any, any fun facts you'd like to discuss with the class? Uh... The fact that Burt Reynolds breaks the fourth wall in both movies just enough to yes. recognize the audience, but not too much to ruin the movie. Fun, it's a fun little thing. Like, hey, he looks at the camera. Like in the first one, he he, he looks at the camera and then he just takes off after he ditched yeah. the Smokey. And the second one is after Sally Field shows up and she goes inside and he just kind of looks at the camera. So once again, just just enough, and he gives you that classic. Burke Reynolds smirk or smile in acknowledgement. And then it goes, it doesn't linger too long. It's just right that it doesn't interrupt the flow or the experience of, of either movie. Yeah, no, no. I think that's legitimately uh, a a, a very early on breaking down the fourth wall. Uh, I can't think of any earlier movies that actually did it. Now I'm of course not going to Google it, even though I've got Google right in front of me. Um, But I didn't, I don't remember seeing the whole breaking the fourth wall technique until uh, Ferris Bueller after Bert. Yeah, I think that is where most people are familiar, what they're familiar with breaking the fourth wall. And then at the ending credits, I think Ferris Bueller might be the first movie without, like you said, Googling it. It might've been the first movie where you had the post ending credit scene, you know? And here's another fun fact. Do you happen to know the very first movie that broke the fourth wall? 
You're gonna, are you going to make me cry by saying it wasn't Smoke and the Bandit 1? Unfortunately not, sir. Uh, as Google would uh, would show, it is Annie Hall from 1977, where Woody Allen constantly broke down the fourth wall. I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know. Well, if you haven't seen it, it doesn't count, so that means Smoke and the Bandit <laughs> is the first first official movie in our books that broke the fourth wall. And that's yeah. my take on it. <laughs> and that's just how I feel. <laughs> I'm Duff. I'm Nathan. And until next time, ask yourself this. Does, Does it sequel? Duff! Duff! Are you there?